0: You know, I just, I just feel impressed to ask you to just continue to hold this up in prayer as well. I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, uh, Pastor Beck had a notice from Sunday. It was a young lady that Nicole went to uh, Bible school with, and she's up in Mac Hammond's church up in in Minneapolis. And anyway, she asked for that we'd continue to pray for. I don't know if you saw it on the news or whatever, about the little boy at Mall of America, five-year-old, that some man that was out of his mind threw him off the third floor. And uh, anyway, he's um, got a long recovery. He's still living, and so we're just going to agree with them up there that that young man is healed by the stripes of Jesus, that those injuries that he's received uh, will not be fatal. And that he'll receive a complete recovery. Y'all agree with that? You know, the Bible says where two or three agree is touching anything, it shall be done for them. And so it's not just us. It's people all over uh, the country that are standing in agreement with that in Jesus' name. And so I expect to hear a wonderful testimony out of that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So is this where I'm supposed to stand? Got a new piece of tape up here. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to continue our worship by receiving our tithes and offerings. And so if you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will get an envelope to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody got an envelope that needs one? I'm going to read from, I don't read this verse a lot, but just felt impressed today to read it from Malachi. The third chapter, where it talks about giving of the tithe, and I'm going to start in the tenth verse. Um, prior to that, it talks about being cursed with the curse. But I don't know about you. I've been redeemed from the curse. Well, three of us have been redeemed from the curse. <clears throat> I've been redeemed from the curse in Jesus' name, and uh, because I've been redeemed from the ger- the curse, uh, the blessing belongs to me. And so when I practice the principles that God has given us in his word, what happens, we, we open the door, we make the way for that blessing to truly manifest in our lives. And so in Malachi 3, 10, it says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. And I believe that the storehouse is the church. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. You know, and it's talking about, I believe, talking about spiritual food. You know, and so the fact that we're faithful to bring our tithes into the storehouse, <clears throat> just as we looked at the um, mission focus on Sarah Marco uh, this month, uh, there's food in their house. There's food in uh, L'Adispoli, Italy, uh, so that people are able to eat and receive. Uh, the good food, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this. He says, just give me a chance. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there's not room enough to receive it. And then he says in the 11th verse, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Thank God. It's one thing when because we have authority to rebuke the enemy. But just think he says that he will rebuke the devourer for our sake. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in its field, says the Lord of hosts says he'll open the windows of heaven and he'll pour out such a blessing upon you that you can't even contain it. You know, yesterday Pastor Becky and I, we were down in Winterset for prom, for Lizzie's prom and went to a volleyball or softball soccer game. You've got so many games. That's so what happens when you have 14 grandkids. Your mind just goes, Pink! you know, but anyway, so we're on our way back and we just got talking and uh, about how blessed we are. You know, a young girl from a little old farm in Northwest Iowa, and me from a little farm in Southwestern Minnesota, everybody say Minnesota. Love hearing Iowa and say Minnesota. But you know, we I just thought, you know, I feel so blessed. That sometimes it just seems unfair because I'm blessed above and beyond what I would have ever thought dreamed or imagined but you know it's because of Jesus that's when we apply the principles that he's given us in his word and we take those principles we apply them we are blessed above and beyond what we could ever what we could ever imagine that's the God we serve So uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to give today. So ushers, if you come forward, let's pray. Let's receive. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have today to give. We give in faith, knowing that you grant us the increase. We thank you, Father, that you supply every one of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, that we can stand upon that word. And so as we give of our tithes and offerings today, Father, we thank you that it's you that opens the windows of heaven and that you pour out such a blessing upon us that we we can't even contain it. And so we thank you for this opportunity that we have today to give and we give in faith in Jesus name. Amen. Let's receive the offer. if you can tell her or not, but Will's with us today. He's going to share with us, and uh, you know, Pastor Becky and I are going to be gone in a couple of weeks, and I just want to uh, encourage you, Um, I'm jealous of you, I mean, I'm happy because I'm going to be down in Arkansas seeing my my son, Uh, but on the 28th, Isaac is going to be here to preach to you. That's my grandson, so you get a you get to see the third generation preach before I have an opportunity to see him preach. So um, just just come and and uh, I believe he'll be a blessing to you. And then the following week, um, Pastor Cornelius is going to be ministering the Word of God to you. So, uh, but today we have Will, and so what a blessing to have him with us. And so. Uh, to us.
1: No, this is okay. okay. Well, good morning everyone. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm kind of aware that uh, some of you I know very well, like really well, but some of you probably don't know um, who I am. Um, my name is Will. I am I kind of feel like Jefferson is my second home, but I'm not originally from here, originally from Northern Ireland, but um, <clears throat> my uh, my wife grew up here in Jefferson, and this was her home church, Bridget, and uh, so I think I, I first came out here, uh, I think it was 2002, so almost like 17 years ago, something like that, and uh, ever since that point, really, um, yeah, this very much has been uh, a second home for me, and it's always just lovely being able to come back and um, always feels like a retreat, um, always feels like getting back into the wide open spaces. Um, We now live out in the East Coast um, in Virginia, not that far from Washington, DC. And it is honestly uh, a breath of fresh air to come back to wide open cornfields. And um, we really enjoy that. And um, so, uh, yeah, so we've lived here, um, kind of, uh, we've been married just 12 years, it was 12 years ago, almost to the day that um, Pastor Dave and um, Bridget's grandfather Harold married us right here on this stage. And um, it's been a crazy kind of 12 years, I feel like we, crazy in a good way, and that at that point that we just felt like, um, we felt like God's got a plan for us, he's got a story for us. And when we're just gonna follow after that, and and that has kind of led us. We were here uh, for a little bit, and I got to do some farming, which is like quintessential Iowa, which uh, just loved doing that. Um, but it wasn't uh, long then before we were kind of called out um, as part of a band for about three years, um, and we toured kind of in and around. Uh, uh, America and in Europe and the UK we lived back in Ireland for a year and then we're back out here um and then it wasn't that long before uh God called us to Virginia which we really weren't expecting uh and was a really big move for us we're both from small towns uh the city is not kind of where we're feel the most at home we're kind of both kind of introverted and um and yet we felt that that's what God was calling us to do and um so, <clears throat> there was a church at that point that was starting called Holy Trinity Church, and um, it started actually just as a small group, and uh, and then we were invited in at that point. There was a couple coming over from London to uh, head up the church, and they invited us over at that point to come and kind of head up worship and uh, for Bridget to be involved in kids' ministry. Um and that was now over six years ago. We've been in Virginia for six years, which is kind of hard to believe. But um, in that, I, I kind of brought a few photos because I, I feel like I want to um, take this opportunity just to share about what we're doing. This church has such a missional heart. If you haven't been here for that long, you're probably going to get to know that pretty quickly. That um, It's a church that equips and um, encourages and ordains for the mission field and sends out. Um, so the reach of ILM here from Jefferson, Iowa, is global, and um, and we're one of those in Washington, D.C. So, uh, Sean, you want to put up? Uh, I'll just Sean has some. Um, the first picture. Just apologize. The photos are a little kind of grainy, but um, this is just this on our Sunday, our Sunday morning. This building that we got, um, we used to share with a girls' school. Uh, and they eventually built their own building. Um, and right at the time they were moving out, we managed to, um, can we've kind of grown to a size that we could support having our own building, which for a church plant was really amazing and uh, really God's provision for us. Um, and so uh, this is kind of us on a, a Sunday morning and our, our worship team. Again, it's been just a lovely kind of piece of what I would call like organic growth, um, kind of started off with me and uh, a couple, one guy on a ukulele, another girl who was singing. And uh, we just decided that at that point, we were just like you know what, we're going to just wait for people to come and feel like this is home and feel like they love the church because it's the best place to serve. The church is out of love for the church, not of really any other reasoning. And so... Um, it's been lovely just to see that grow and, and the worship team grow to about, uh, I think it was about 25, 26 of us. Uh, and there's just such a sense of family and, and community and serving together. Um, again, kind of rooted in that place. It's kind of like the the heart of our culture at our church is as people come and they wanna serve, um, it's out of love for the church. Jesus loves his church so much. This is why even though I'm coming here and there's new faces and everything here and we live on the other side of the country, Um, that I have a love for this church, not only because of Pastor Dave, Pastor Becky, but because this is the Bride of Christ. It's right here. You guys could, you know, take a flight to Singapore today and and land in there, and um, that's the church. It's the Bride of Christ. It's the lovely thing. So um, anyways, that's us on our our Sunday mornings. yeah, it's been a lovely thing to see the, the church kind of growing and, and thriving. Uh, another thing that's been kind of really been growing and thriving is our kids' ministry. So just the next slide. Um, this is uh, just one of our, our classrooms that we have. Uh, sorry, actually our co-pastor, Andy, right in the middle there. Um, and then you can – there's two other photos you can just um, move along. So uh, this is like my favorite part of the service. I'll share uh, a couple of songs this morning, kids songs, but we've uh, been writing kids songs for the last six years for our kids, and um, and so that last photo is when they come up during the service, it's like my favorite part of the service. And everybody gets in, they're all just like, you know, Sunday morning head, kind of like getting the kids in, it's all crazy, and then we get the kids up and just sing, and everybody just saddles down, and the kids do actions, and it's, um, it's a really lovely thing. It really makes a statement, I think, as well, um, in terms of, uh, uh just the kids and, and their worship. And so, um, we have a great time doing that. Uh, but yes, uh, our, our, kids' money continues to grow. Um, again, we're um, not about numbers, but also healthy things, uh, are growing, you know, so, uh, we have about 120, 130 kids who come, uh, every Sunday and that kind of grows exponentially just because families know families and, Friends have friends and you know. So um but it's a beautiful thing um to see that that kind of growing. Um the next photo another exciting thing this year has been uh opening our cafe. It's fun to see you guys having a cafe here. Um Clayton offered me the Jake. It was actually the first thing I noticed last week was the Jake uh like Jake's drink or whatever it was called with like three espresso shots in it or something. It was like rocket fuel. Um, uh, anyway, so we—it's been a real heart of um, our pastors t- that HTC uh, really becomes a home and a hub, uh, a place where people feel comfortable, and not only those who like normally come to church, but those who don't. Uh, We're right kind of in the middle of a neighborhood. And so uh, we have a cafe open now, kind of three days during the week and on Sunday. And the idea is just that the doors are open. Um, And the people can come in. It's a shared workspace. So people come in do their work. Or if they have meetings, we're right off the interstate as well. So people are in D.C. They can just come out. And there's not too many coffee shops around where we're at. So we just thought it was a great opportunity. There's a kids' play area that we have there. Um, But... uh, yeah, it's been lovely to see so much of the heart of our pastors, like God putting stuff on their hearts, and then them just saying, okay, let's just do this. So, um, yeah. And that's probably, is that the last of, I don't think I have, uh, oh yeah, there's there's a couple more. So, one fun thing I've been kind of building over the last six years is um, HGC Music, which is our, uh, kind of the means by which creativity is released uh, in the church, specifically through music and song, and uh, up to this one, we did a couple of albums. Um, one of them being a family worship album, and we uh, that one was mostly recorded in our pastor's living room, complete with lawnmowers outside and Dallas International air traffic over the top. Um, so it wasn't ideal, but it was quirky, and we did it. And but um, last year, uh, we kind of went around the building, and we were looking for a space that we could kind of call home creatively. And we ended up in a really, probably the quietest corner of the building. Um, and these two rooms, the one before and this one, were actually four rooms and these used to be the school offices. So we kind of blew out the walls in between and opened the spaces up. So this is kind of a control room area and then a tracking room area in and, and the other side. And um, it's, been, it's been so good having this space. We... Sometimes hold gatherings down here um, for worship team, kind of have dinner together and pray together, worship together. It's a creative space. We do some rehearsals down there. Um, It's a great place for writing, but it's also been a great place to connect with other worship leaders. Um, Over the last six years as well, I've kind of um, been uh, gathering in worship leaders from around the kind of DC metro area and um just a great way to connect churches but also a great way to connect leaders together and and so we um yeah it's is a great place to be able to to connect and for people to use this space as well that's the thing i mean you know um we live in an area that's uh is quite wealthy just a lot of people um kind of working for um various CEOs of companies or other that kind of thing um, but the lovely thing is and we experienced this as soon as we got to McLean Virginia was the generosity of people is just crazy and um, and that has kind of been Jamie and Andy's heart as well in terms of like God blessing us with stuff like this because this is quite unique really actually in that area for churches we have worship leaders who come in and um, you know, they're just blown away by the, the fact, <clears throat> excuse me, that we have that space. And um, and it's such a joy then just to be able to say, this space is yours too. You know, God's blessed us with these things um, so that, we're, you know, you can just gather people in. And um, so it's a lovely, a lovely thing. So speaking of HTC music, this morning um, I, uh, I've i had a bit of a, a cold and so I'm kind of working through that. So if my voice sounds bit like, a few octaves lower than it normally does. So you'll know why and a bit groggy, but maybe that will be good. I don't know, but um we—I uh, I wanted to share. Um, Pastor Dave just asked me to, to minister, and some, you know, sometimes uh, when I'm, I'm I'm back in uh, at HCC, I, I kind of love doing this format where I'm able to sing and then kind of speak and then sing and speak and uh, you almost think of the songs as like stepping stones in your sermons and so um, it has been uh, such a joy for me uh, at HCC that part of my job is writing I'm writing for the church um, it's such a healthy place to write from you know love songs are easy to write because you love somebody you know and uh, for me when you, when you fall in love with a church um, then songs just begin to come, especially for your specific community, you know, because you look out in the congregation and you you see when you're kind of doing life together and, and walking with Jesus together, uh, you know, you look out and you see, you know, what maybe such and such is going through and they're walking through, or you, you know that the amazing answer to prayer, the provision that this family over here has had or you just maybe just get a sense of what you need to be singing as a congregation. You just think, we need to be focusing on on this. So this, this first song uh, kind of came out of that, that <clears throat> often when I'm chat with worship leaders about songs and set lists, I I always say that actually I think a healthy place to begin is kind of lifting up our eyes again to who God is and remembering who he is. Um, So often when we come into church or when we gather together to sing together, we're kind of caught up in uh, maybe things of the past week or, you know, things that are what's ahead or maybe even the Masters, golf or whatever. And... um, We just need to remind ourselves again of who God is, you know, and his majesty and his greatness. And I took a walk earlier, um, uh, earlier this week, uh, literally down to the end of Stephen Carroll street and back again, my in-laws. And as I did that, um, you know, they have just cornfields at the end of their, you know, just as far as I can see at the end of the road. And, uh, you know, it was this vast expanse of kind of dark sky above me. And it was the first time I felt like in a while that I was able just to take a deep breath and almost kind of breathe in the greatness of God again and just think, man, I am so small and I love it, you know? Um, and I don't think that's just something that each of us, um, you know, some people are into that kind of thing and some people aren't. Like some people are into astronomy and space and that the expanse of the universe, but other people aren't. You know, the psalmist encouraged us um, really to look up. And he said, look, the heavens declare the glory of God. Like, look up. Um, As I say to people, you know, there's a reason why the atmosphere is transparent. That it's just not a solid mass up there. Like, God pulled back the curtains for a reason. Uh, It's there to remind us. And this has been a really fun thing, actually, for for me as a parent. Because recently I've got uh, Joel, he's seven, and Ellie, she's four. Jonah, he's uh, seven months. But um, I've got the kids into thinking about the universe and um, they watched this video that they asked me, like to watch all the time. So it kind of goes through the universe, like from the moon. And then it goes to, like, all the different planets, you know, but it's all in size comparison. And then it'll go out to these stars, you know, the sun, and they're like, wow, you know, the sun's, like, crazy. And then it'll go out to these other stars um, that we know of that are just enormous. And then things just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they go out to, you know, like, the known universe. But it's just a great basis. And then I I turn to them and I say, isn't that crazy, like, how... god is like we think the sun's so impressive as a as a star and yet god's the one he actually spoke these things into being isn't that amazing and they're just like yes like this is you know and that's not just true for kids we need that as well we need that we need to be reflecting on that because when we when we come it's so easy for life and situations to be able just to get our attention when actually a really healthy thing for us is to be able to, to look up again and remember. So um, this is kind of where this song came from. Our pastor was giving a sermon series on God being revealed um, through Jesus and revealed through creation. And, and I said to him, I think I have a song maybe that would work with that. Um, so it's called How Great You Are.
2: than a thought we want to see you for all that you are break down the borders we set around you open our eyes, our minds, our hearts we want to see you you're the glory Yes, King of Kings, Maker of everything, how great you are! How great you are, Warrior, oh, the fire burning in our hearts, Savior of righteousness, how great you are! How great you are! Lord Proclaim in creation Your beauty and power The work of an artist In every design The heart of the Father Revealed in the Son Hides in the depths of your great love, proven for all. Your glorious King of kings, maker of everything. How great you are, how great you are. Oh, you're the fire burning in. righteousness, how great you are, how great you are, none more worthy, not more holy than you are, God, love and mercy, grace and beauty in all, you are, not more holy To see you, we want to see you, see you as you are, and you're the glorious King of Kings, Maker of everything. How great you are! How great. Oh, you're the fire burning in our hearts, Savior, our righteousness. How great you are, how great you are. Oh, Lord, how great you are.
1: So, um, as I said earlier, uh, when I had that picture up of the, the kids, uh, one of the first things that I, uh, Jimmy, our, our pastor asked me when I arrived, he said, look, you know, we want to get the kids up to sing and, um, we don't really have that many kids songs, you know, um, is there any way that you could, uh, kind of look for kids songs or just start writing kids songs? And, um. And so I have to say, at that point, I, I didn't feel like I could write a whole lot. Um, and, um, but I said, sure, you know, give it a shot, see if, see if I can find some, some songs. And uh, at that point, we had this uh, just one room, like an office, had like three desks in it. And I remember sitting there uh, with my friend Daniel, he's still on staff, kind of heads up HGC Music with me. And uh, I said, mate, I've got this song, I've got this idea about um, Jonah. Uh, the story of Jonah, you know, I'm, of course, was just like, God told Jonah, go to Nineveh, go to Nineveh, go to Nineveh. And I was just like, I think that's kind of, that's all that I have. So he's just like, well, why don't we get the story item? We'll just kind of work through the story. And so we started working through the story. Um, and that was the first song, the first kid song. And I think we introduced it a few weeks later. And. Um, and then over the last six years, then just more and more songs have come. Um, and I think it's been a bit easier writing, but also being a parent. That um, I had a couple of main goals in mind in terms of the kids' song. One was just having like truth that you think we want these kids to be singing particular things about truth. And whether that's just something about God or whether it's like uh, saying something to Him. Um, uh, then that's what we want to do. But we also wanted to have songs that related to both the kids, but also the adults. Like I wanted to be able to get up and uh, if somebody gave me the lyrics to one of the songs that I could preach a sermon on it, you know, like there was that kind of depth in the songs that it wasn't kind of just wishy-washy, you know, just like whatever. Um, but I actually felt there was real depth to the song. And... um A couple of years ago uh we were riding in the car and joel on a few occasions we would get in the car and he would just start singing this melody like and uh, he would just sing it like over and over again and so i said him i said joel uh is that a song that you're writing and he said well yeah it is and uh i said well would you mind if dad daddy took the melody and, you know, wrote some lyrics to it. And he said, no, I don't want you to do that. And so I said, okay. But secretly inside, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, And so I did. And um, again, uh, it ended up this song I'm going to sing, a song called My Story is Yours. And um, I feel like that's really been a prayer for us as a family. Um, Just coming back to that point and just saying God this story is yours like um, I journal a lot I have done for a number of years and one of the main reasons I do that is to kind of chronicle our journey as a family you know I want these dusty old journals that my grandkids pull out and you know April 26th 2008 they're reading about a prayer that we had and suddenly like God breaking through in a situation or God strengthening us in the midst of difficulty or whatever it might be I just love that But put all those journals together, and what do you have? You have a story. You know, you have a broad narrative of our lives and our walking with God through all of that. And um, so, I I really like this phrase, you know, and I felt like it was relevant for kids because kids love stories as well. But that singing out, like, my story is yours. The chorus says, "I'll put my hand in yours, Lord, lead me, lead me. My story is yours for the glory of Your name." Um, And that's just kind of the the song of us as a family. Um, so, anyways, uh, the the Joel's melody became the verse melody. So, so we have a co-write together, which is pretty awesome. So. Um,
2: My heart is in your hands. My dreams, all I've planned. Though I can't see ahead, I know you'll guide each step. My hope, my hope is in you, Lord. I'm free from fright or fear. I'm running with you near your fire within my bones, I'll see your dreams unfold, my hope, my hope is in you, Lord. So I'll put my hand in yours, Lord, lead me, lead me, my story is yours. For the glory of your name, oh, I put my hand in yours. Lord, lead me, lead me. My story is yours. I live my life for you, my shepherd and my shield my source for every need with your fire within my bones I'll see your dreams unfold my hope my hope is in you Lord so i put my hand in yours Lord lead me lead me my story is yours for glory of your name or put my head in yours, don't leave me, leave me, my story is yours, I'll live my life for you. My story is yours, for the glory of your name. Oh, I'll put my hand in yours. Lord, lead me, lead me. My story is yours. I'll live my life for you.
1: other that last picture up um, just the one of the yeah so this is my home not exactly well I was gonna say this is my home not that harbour I didn't live on a harbour but um, this is about kind of 20 seconds walk from where I grew up and um, kind of lived on the east coast of Northern Ireland and only I really uh, came to appreciate it I think having laughed it which is probably true for a lot of us. Maybe we feel like that way um, with uh, where we've come from. But um, it uh, So I grew up there until um, kind of early 20s. Then once, once I'd finished college, um, Bridget and I met pretty young, like 16, 17. So um, I came out to the States then. It wasn't even a a decision. Um, so I came out to be with Bridget. and uh, But... This uh, little harbor here, especially in my teenage years, had become quite important um, to me. The two harbors were, I mean, this is uh, side information, but it's interesting. Um, They were, I think they were, were, I mean, they were built like hundreds of years ago. Um, And uh, it used to be like a really thriving little port, you know, like a lot of ships would come through and stuff like that. Now there's just like a few fishing boats and, what we call life boots. There's like orange boots that go out and save people and stuff. But um, anyways, especially in my teenage years, um, kind of where I, when I met Bridget really was, I think when I uh, really committed my life to to Jesus and I kind of known about him, came growing up in a Christian family, but um, uh, really give my life to him at that point. And as we were trying to navigate, as it became clear that our... Uh, Relationship was going to be more than just kind of pen pals, and that you know, two continents were going to come together, and there was going to be some uh, kind of big things ahead. But we had no idea how this was all going to work out, or you know, that kind of thing. Um, The harbor, you can see the lighthouse, kind of this like little white thing standing up, and um, there was a spot just in behind there that I used to go and uh, would just sit. And you can look out in the Irish—that's the Irish Sea there. Um, on a clear day, you could see right across to Scotland, actually. But um, but it would be a spot that I would go to and um, and just listen or pray um, and talk with the Lord. And it's it's really an example that Jesus set for us. Uh, again, I think some of these like things. Uh, can become what we think are just character traits. They're just personality things. You know, some people enjoy doing stuff like that. They want to go for a walk, need to clear their head or whatever, that kind of thing. That's fine for them, but I don't really need that. Like, but actually, I think uh, the retreating, the quiet, getting out into the open or out into creation, those kind of things, are actually something that Jesus set a precedent for. He set a um, an example for us to do. There was, you know, quite often in the Gospels that we read of Jesus retreating He's around crowds like all the time, but that retreat place was so important with for him to get that one-on-one time with the with his father, and um, and I think that's really really true for us. Um, I know for me personally that I, both in personality type being kind of slightly introvert, but also um, just in my relationship with the Lord, that you need that time with Him. Just that one-on-one time—it affects everything else in your life. It really does, and um, it's the place where he he leads us and he speaks to us, especially when we have our uh, scripture with us. And um, but this was a place that became quite—I say like sacred to me—but because I just ended up writing a song about it called "Sacred Seas," and um, but it's a song that uh, kind of helps me remember not only remember that time. But also uh, remember how important these spaces are. That's become harder for us because we don't really live anywhere near open water. We don't really live anywhere near open fields like you have here in Iowa. Um, But um, I would encourage you to do that. There's so much that can get in the way of that space for just you and the Lord. But don't think it's just for some people, it's for everybody. Jesus set that example. So make sure you get that, that time of retreat with him. This is called Sacred Seas. <clears throat> Dreaming
2: of an ocean view by the water's edge with no plans but to quieten my voice to hear your whisper. Dreaming of a time I knew A canvas as bare as my heart was to you Trusting your hands to form my future And there I would pour out my heart to you hear you reply in the way you do these were sacred seas these were sacred seas for you and me looking out upon the waves i find a great comfort in knowing my faith rested on one who parts the ocean because if you could make the tides obey and form every creature that's under the waves then surely my life was secure in your hands your hands and there I would pour out my heart to you and I'd hear you imply in the way do. These were sacred seas. These were sacred seas. These were sacred seas. The water's edge with no plans but to Quiet my voice to hear your whispers
1: So, um kind of thought you were getting away with just listening this morning, but you're actually going to do a bit more singing because I'm going to teach you a song. Um, um, this uh, is another one of our, our kids' songs, and uh, we did a family worship album called I Will Follow, and this is one of the songs. the kind of the, the title track off of it, and the chorus is, like, really easy, so don't feel un- any pressure. But if you don't sing, I'm going to call you out, so... Um, Pastor Dave said I could do that so, um, <clears throat> so um, but anyways it, uh, again it's interesting Like some songs come from uh, kind of left field you know it's just like a, a, an inspiration of something you feel like the Holy Spirit just speaks to you about something and then generally then it's like 10% inspiration 90% perspiration uh, you know it kind of feels like a, a sculpture you know you've got kind of raw material you've got the initial creativity and then it's just a case of chipping away at it um, until it feels like it's finished and uh, but then sometimes it comes out of need uh, where you feel like the church as a church we need to be singing about a particular thing and um, and for this song I, I kind of had that sense of like as kids songs I just thought we don't really have any songs about following just simply just saying that statement just like I will follow you um, doesn't matter where you lead me. I'll go where you go. I'm going to follow after you. And um, maybe, again, it's just because it's just kind of been the heart of our family. Maybe it's because the only place that we feel safe, I guess, which is strange because sometimes God can lead you into places where you're just like, are you sure is this is all right? Are you sure this is the best? Um, but I wanted our our kids to be able to just to sing that out and just say, you know, wherever you lead me, I'm going to follow you. So the chorus goes like this (coughs) I'm gonna lower it for you so it's not so high Um, actually maybe, no, you'll be alright you've already sung this morning so you'll be in fine voice so the chorus is I will follow follow you
2: I will follow follow you I will follow
1: with me Lord smile so with you it's pretty simple so let's try it I will follow follow you I will
2: follow follow you I will follow follow you
1: because I know you with me Lord smile so with you it's pretty good pretty good for Sunday morning. Um, cool. I'll give you a nod when it's your turn, okay? Is this a little too theatrical for a Sunday morning? Is this alright? It's okay. See, I'm a visitor and I feel like family here so I can get away with stuff that maybe other speakers can, but anyways.
2: A few mountains high Or valleys low There is no place That I won't go You are my leader My guiding light I will trust in you God, you have my life Your turn I will follow Follow you I will follow Follow you I will follow Follow you, cause I know you with me, Lord, so I'll hit you. Sony,
1: good.
2: And you split the oceans and calm the waves. There is no rival that can stand in your is my delight, so I'll walk with you for the rest of my life. I will follow, follow you, I will follow.
1: Job, guys, sound good. Um. So, uh, just before we come and um, take communion together, uh, just to finish with this last song, um, it was uh, I, I wrote it kind of with with communion in mind. Uh, I feel like part of my, of my job as kind of like a, a worship leader is um, you're facilitating people's worship. You know, you're facilitating people's response to God. And one of the ways in doing that in writing is that you're able to. Um, it almost um, like imagine if you, you know you were coming down the stairs with like tons of laundry or whatever. Like I can facilitate that much easier if I make you a, oh, if I make you a basket. You know what I mean? So you're able to put all that in there and then it's like so much easier just to then. You're just like, oh, thank you. That's like exactly what I needed. And songwriting for me is similar in that way, um, especially when it comes to kind of people's response to God, because that's what worship is, um, that you're able to facilitate it and help people and aid people in their worship so that people say, "Um, thank you for that song. That's kind of exactly what I was needing to Say it helped me just to respond with thankfulness, with gratefulness. Um, respond with my life, or depending on what you know the, the theme of the song is. But, um, but speaking about the majesty of God earlier, uh, really the the cross has made all the more amazing because of the majesty and the greatness of God. Um, that's why it, you know it was so unbelievable for so many people I think at that time to think that God would come in the form of a man in the form of a human being and humble himself to death on a cross um, for us that we might know the the beauty and the wonder and the joy and the peace uh, that comes from just knowing him and walking with him and being in relationship with him and um, and that's why I think Reflection upon the majesty and the greatness of God and His power is so important, but also um, reflecting on that closeness, like Jesus come and you know God come in the form of a man, Emmanuel, God among us. I just got done reading through Luke. Um, there's a actually a, a series I'd really encourage. There's a guy called N.T. Wright. He basically did commentaries on the whole Bible, but it's called like the Bible for everyone, and it's kind of this great mix of uh, kind of devotional. Um, but kind of academic as well. He's one of the kind of world's leading scholars. and uh, But amazing just to walk through the Gospels again and just see Jesus' ministry and um, how he interacts with people, how he loves people, the things that he gets angry about, the things he gets sad about. And as followers of Christ, it's important to reflect on all of those things. But that's, I mean, it's the wonder of, the wonder of Christianity really is that, you know, the God of, of all creation humbled himself to death on a cross for us holding those two things together as just an unbelievable thing there's a, a little worship leader called Matt Redman and he, he penned the phrase uh, the friendship and the fear um, not fear in a negative sense but fear in a sense of reverence like we, we, we can hold by the help of the Holy Spirit we can hold those two things into balance that we walk out of here and we think we look up and we see the Sun shining today this you know, cauldron of, like, power and flames and gases and all those things and things. Wow, there's, like, billions and billions and billions and billions. And actually, I mean, that's all that we know of, at least, um, of these stars everywhere and God's over every one of them. And he speaks these things into being. Like, he is um, that majestic. And yet, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, the very presence of God inside of us, the very power that raised Jesus from the dead inside of us. We have that intimacy with God, um, which is just, I mean, it's just mind-blowing, but it just makes you want to worship, you know? And um, so anyways, reflecting on that, uh, this is kind of where this song came from. Um, It's a song called Your Love.
2: Held nothing from us Gave yourself in love Humbled from the heights of heaven Came to rescue us No matter what the cause Destined for the cross, our Savior. How beautiful, how wonderful, God and man poured out in love for us. How beautiful, how wonderful is your love for us. Held nothing from us Gave yourself in love Humbled from the heights of heaven Oh, you came to rescue us No matter what the cost Destined for the cross Our Savior How beautiful, how wonderful God in man poured out in love for us how beautiful how wonderful is your love for us how beautiful how wonderful God in man poured out in love for us how beautiful how wonderful is your love for Lord, in light of your mercy I come Lay aside every idol, I'm looking to you You alone have my heart Lord, in light of your mercy I come Lay aside every idol, I'm looking to you you alone have my heart how beautiful how wonderful God and man poured out in love for us how beautiful how wonderful is your love for
1: Before we share communion, should we pray together? And um, yeah, let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for uh, your church, Lord. I thank you for your great love for your church. I thank you for this church, Lord, and its great love for the world um, it's great heart of sending people out and in children's ministry, in prison's ministry, um, and in missions far beyond this state. Lord, we thank you, uh, Lord, for what you're doing in and through this church. Lord, we thank you for the wonder that it is to uh, to know you in all of your majesty. Lord, to be able to to look up um, in the sky and uh, know, Lord, that it's the work of your hands. But, Lord, also know that, uh, Lord, you've come close. Lord, that we can know you, that we can walk with you, that we can hear from you, that we can be led by you. Um, so, Lord, this morning we... Um, yeah, maybe this up. maybe this morning you you wanna just take the opportunity to, to again just maybe say that simple phrase and that kid' song, you know my story is yours maybe you just say sorry lord i'm 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 sorry for where I've kind of taken back the reins in my life and but I just take this opportunity to surrender it to you, maybe just take these moments just to to say that afresh to the Lord my story is yours Lord I'm going to follow after you I trust your ways above my own So Lord I do pray as we as we come to share communion together uh Lord, fill us again with just the wonder that you would humble yourself to death on a cross for us, that we are forgiven, uh, that there's no need to earn our way to you or to climb some sort of religious ladder or by our moral performance. Lord, that that work is finished and that we can now, Lord, filled by your Spirit, follow after you, be changed by you, into your likeness your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you Will. Were you blessed? Amen. I know I was. Um, And I don't know if people still use these things but uh, Don I think we still have some of Will's CDs out there don't we? And so if you're interested in having uh... any of his music get hold of Donna and she'll take care of you. Like like I said, I I don't know if people even use CDs and stuff anymore. I'm so far behind I just am lost. You know, I don't know if Harold Pastor Harold feels this way, but uh, twelve years ago Wow up here on this platform there was this guy from Ireland that was going to marry this young lady from Jefferson, Iowa and I don't know if I'd ever seen a guy so smitten (laughs) in my entire life at a wedding, you know, where his his almost giddy and maybe that's a Irish thing, I don't know, but uh, the the boy was smitten, let me tell you something. and maybe it's because they've been communicating across the sea for so long and he's thinking, we're here! So, anyway, it was was a blessing to have you with us. Thank you for coming. We are going to continue our worship this morning by receiving Holy Communion together. If you're visiting with us this morning, as Will shared, uh, we're all part of the same body. And so we extend an invitation to you to receive Holy Communion with us. Uh, you know, the Bible says that Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had eaten, he broke that bread and he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, you eat it all as well. And it represented his broken body. How his body was broken for you and I. That we might be whole. And then he took the wine and he said, this is the blood, represents my blood. Receive this in remembrance of me for the remission of my sin. So the thing that I want to always emphasize is when we receive communion, it's not about me. It's not about what I've done. Because if I've received Christ as my Lord and Savior, my sins are forgiven. And so it's not about me. It's about what Jesus has done for me. And so we do it in remembrance of him. So I want you to just focus upon that. Think upon that as you receive Holy Communion today. Think about the fact that Jesus loved you so much that he was willing to lay down his life so that you and I, that we might have life, that we might have more abundantly. And so the way that we receive communion here is we'll start on the enrolls and they'll come around and they'll receive the elements and same on this. And then you take the elements back to your seat and once you have them, you can receive them immediately if you want to, otherwise, if you wanna just wait a moment, uh, we'll all receive it together. So if my ushers and elders, if you can come, let's prepare. Uh, to receive Holy Communion together. And as they're coming forward, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to receive these elements today that represent your body. Lord, we want to be reminded of the completed work that was accomplished for each and every one of us through the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus and through his death, burial, and resurrection. So, Father, as we receive holy communion today, we desire to have Your blessing upon this time as we receive it in faith, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. So, if you want to start, Benson's and. little piece of bread. It represents the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus, which was broken for us. His body was broken so that we might be whole. The body of Christ, which has been broken for you, receive it in remembrance of him. And then this juice represents the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, what was shed for us. the remission of our sins he says as we receive it in remembrance of him receive it remembering that it was his blood that was shed so that our sins might be completely washed away the blood of Christ which was shed for you receive it in remembrance of him so father we thank you today for the victory which is ours through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, that through the grace that has been provided for us by faith, we receive everything that Jesus accomplished for us. So, Father, we just pray that we might be continually reminded of the victory that is truly ours through Christ Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you today for your goodness, for your love, for the confidence that we can have in you. The wonderful name of Jesus. And so I just speak a blessing over you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That you might continue to walk in the victory that's been provided for you through Christ Jesus. That you might recognize that every weapon that's been formed against you, it shall not prosper. For the greater one lives within you that you might walk in the fullness of what Jesus has made available to you. Walk in peace, his strength and his might in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Just one last reminder um, for the uh, Easter breakfast next week, um, we'd really like to, uh, if you're going to be there to, to sign up. And so there's a sign up sheet on the back table and if you would just um. put your name down and how many are going to be there uh, we'd appreciate it and so uh, be blessed have a blessed week in Jesus name Amen